Section 29 of Journal of the Reverend Francis Asbury, Volume 3. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Brian Keenan. Monday 6. Bless the day. I escaped from a month's location to the pleasant fields. Never were my friends more attentive, kind, and affectionate. But ah, the death of religion. In this, I die. I preached at Cole's Meeting House. Feeble as I was, the people waited and heard with patience, and I delivered my own soul. At Reisterstown I gave them a discourse on Romans 12, 1-2. It was a time of freedom. After dining at Christopher Carnan's, I came away to James M. Cannon's, Richland. On Wednesday I preached at the Stone Chapel. I went next day to see the wife of William Durbin in her affliction of body and mind. Thirty-six years ago I visited this house. I have seen three generations. We dined with Anne Willis and her aged mother, Honor Willis. I prayed with them and embraced the six children and blessed them in the name of the Lord. Friday 10 At Alexander Warfield's on Sam's Creek I am wholly for God. Our fields promise abundant crops. Our stores and barns will be filled with the fruits and productions of field and tree, while they are starving in Europe. O oh, sin! O oh, ingratitude! I spent the Saturday with Joshua Jones. Sabbath 12 At Linganore Chapel, my subject was Ephesians 5, 15, 16. In the afternoon at Liberty New Chapel, I gave them a short discourse. I was feeble, but fervent. I am kept at work by my friends, but they do what they can, Methodists and others, to pay me in affection, in attentions, in honor. Lord, keep me humble and holy. I went to Stephen Shelmerdain's on Monday, preached at Frederick on Tuesday, and returned to this afflicted family. On Wednesday, at Brother Martin's, in Frederick, I met with my old acquaintance of York, Pennsylvania, the Reverend Mr. Wagner. He is now fifty-eight. It is many years since our first interview, and this may be our last. Our meeting ended in prayer, and when going, I gave him a book of our discipline, and recommended to his attention the portrait of St. Paul by Fletcher. Oh, that all ministers would read it, and labor to impress it upon their hearts, and show a likeness in their lives and labors. After the rain, we pressed on to Samuel Phillips's. On Thursday, my companion, Boehm, went to Middletown. I stayed at home and read. Friday, rain. I preached on Revelations 3.20. Brother Boehm also spoke in German. Saturday, we rode to Hagerstown. Our German brethren of Otterbeins have shouldered us out, but have failed to establish themselves. Sabbath 19. I preached on Romans 1.16. Henry Bohm spoke in the afternoon and at night. Death without. But there are some lively souls in the society. I feel the effect of riding in the heat. But I have great peace. On Monday I preached at St. Leaguer Neal's, and on Tuesday at Prather's. The heat and rough roads have brought on a bilious headache. I begin to fail. Wednesday evening brought us to Richard Dowler's at the mouth of Licking. I preached at Hancock on Thursday. 
the people were very attentive. Alas, no man careth for these people. We were driven by a storm into Squire Yates's. I talked, prayed, dined, and left a book. Lord, give us this family. At Clark's Tavern on Friday, where I gave a book, and prayed, I did not know that my host was a Romanist. It was all one to me. We lodged with Lennox Martin. On Saturday we came to J. Jacobs. Ah, because he saith the old wine is better. King James used to call for his old shoes. They fit me best. Sabbath 26 We had about four hundred souls at the chapel in Old Town. I spoke on Romans 12, 1-2. Brother Boehm concluded and met the society. It was an open season. Hot as it was, we sung and prayed away the day. On our way to Aquila Brown's, Evitts Creek, on Monday, we were glad, now and then, to stop and shelter ourselves under the trees from the extreme heat. I give advice for the body and soul of the wife of my kind host. At the Lutheran Church, Cumberland, on Tuesday, we had a full house. My subject was Second Peter 3, 17-18. I was very pointed on sinners and backslidden souls. I was expected to dine at only three several houses. Only let me declare myself, and work is soon found for me. A serious adult of forty years, and three children to baptize. One for Bell, one for Scott, and one for Brown. Brown was a deist. He is now a brother. Many think Bishop Watcote's prayers were heard for him. We have Georgia Heat. I preached in the chapel at Cresepstown on Wednesday. We breakfasted at four o'clock on Thursday, that we might climb the Allegheny. Friday, July 1. Moved at four o'clock after breakfasting. At five in the evening we landed at Jacob Murphy's. Our twenty-two hours' ride has brought us seventy miles. I have suffered much. I am pained and sore, and poor Jane stumbled so often. But my limbs and my soul are safe. Glory, glory. We rested on Saturday. Pennsylvania, Sabbath 3 I preached at Uniontown on James 5, 1920. We started away for the widow Henthorns, where we spent a solitary Fourth of July in reading, and drafting conference plans as far as Baltimore. My mind is wholly devoted to God. On Tuesday I read Thomas Akempis, and copied off a list of preachers for the Western and Southwestern conferences. Brother Boehm preached to the people in English and German. He also preached at Middletown on Thursday. I spoke for about half an hour at the Widow Stevens's on Friday. My subject was 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20. On Saturday, I read a part of the seventh volume of Wesley's sermons. Confinement is excessively irksome, but the rain for four days past is tremendous, and I feel my old rheumatic affections. Edward Drumgould, from Old Virginia, is just on his return from a visit westward. He thinks he has seen an end of all perfection. And he has been preaching at the camp meetings beyond the Ohio. He thinks forty souls were converted. Sabbath 10 
At Connellsville I preached in our new house, sixty by forty feet. Brother Bohm spoke in German. The inflammation of my throat I laid aside as well as I could, and spoke on. Page Doherty and Bohm each added a few words. And so we dedicated the walls of the house of God. The roof was not yet on. On Monday I went to Colonel Mason's, and was kindly received in his splendid, useful, good house. I was constrained to put a blister to my ear. At William Ball's new house I spoke on Wednesday to about two hundred people. We were satisfied to stop at the widow Woodfields at the crossings of modern Gallia. One of my feet was inflamed. My blister was running, and the heat was excessive. Brother Bowen preached. I had a conversation with Asa Shin, respecting a removal to Baltimore. On Friday I preached at Taylor's Chapel. I visited Dr. Wheeler, risen from a dangerous fall from his horse, and from apparent death. Rested on Saturday. I am lame and sensibly feel the great heat. Sabbath 17 With the aid of two crutches I hobbled into meeting at Brownsville and preached on John 3.17. I am sorely lame. I dined with Mr. Hogg, a kind, polite English family. On Monday I had an awfully severe ride to Chalfonts, and then on to John Brightwell's. I am fairly arrested in my course. My knees and feet are so disabled that I am lifted to bed. I can neither ride, stand, nor walk. Sabbath 24. I feel revived this morning, but oh, what an awful night of pain. The people gathered in the house, and I taught them from Acts 26, 18. I have a clean house, an excellent nurse as any in the country, and kindly attentive people. How am I honored? Thornton Fleming paid me a visit, and with him came Mrs. Hebert and a daughter of Edward Bailey of Amherst, Virginia. These dear souls came sixty miles to see me. I suppose I must get a four-wheeled carriage. Wednesday was a serious day, but prepare to move we must. Pain and death are nothing when opposed to duty. On Thursday we set off to Washington. We had two hours' rain, but this was not as bad as pain of body. Mr. M. Fadden was as loving and kind as need be. We found a home at John Beck's on Friday. Saturday, rested. Sabbath 31. At Bethel Chapel, Short Creek, I gave them a sermon. I spoke in great weakness. Monday, August 1. I preached in the courthouse at Wheeling. I have great pain. At Colonel Zane's, where I lodged, the aged people were kind indeed. At Newellsville I gave them a discourse. We first stopped at Gelbert's on Wednesday, and then went on to Moore's. We had a great heat, and I was almost overdone. On Thursday we came to Wills Creek to dine, and then rode on. There is a great want of water. I rested well last night, but my case is pretty serious. I am so disabled that the riding, and the long hills especially, almost make me cry out. Ohio, Sabbath 7. 
On Saturday, we visited the campground and returned to Daniel Stevens's. Wire and Layton, two young preachers, died lately upon their circuits. I preach today at Bush Creek upon 1 Timothy 3, 14-17. I ordained James Watts an elder. It was a solemn time. Some wagoners attempted to sell whiskey on the campground. We stopped our preaching. The people soon knew how deeply we felt the insult, and they were driven away. Henry Bohm spoke in German. We had about a thousand people to hear. The house where I stayed was much crowded, which ill-suited me in my afflicted state. I paid a visit to John Manley on Monday, stayed there to rest and refit. We moved to the Widow Taylor's on Tuesday, and on Wednesday came into Chillicothe. On Thursday I preached in the chapel. It was quite comfortable to know that people dropped the scythe and laid by the plain to come to the house of God. Chillicothe has been cursed with apostate Methodist preachers. But if I am not deceived, God will yet do great things here. I was invited to pass a night under the hospitable roof of General Thomas Worthington at Mount Prospect Hall. Within sight of this beautiful mansion lies the precious dust of Mary Tiffin. It was as much as I could do to forbear weeping as I mused over her speaking grave. How mutely eloquent! Ah, the world knows little of my sorrows. Little knows how dear to me are my many friends, and how deeply I feel their loss. But they all die in the Lord, and this shall comfort me. I delivered my soul here. May this dear family feel an answer to Mary Tiffin's prayers. On Friday we went to the campground at Deer Creek. Saturday rested. Damp. Rain. The work of God went on night and day, nevertheless. There were twenty-three traveling and local preachers on the ground. Perhaps tents and wagons, one hundred and twenty-five. And about two thousand people. Forty souls professed converting grace. We rested on Monday, and on Tuesday came up Short Creek. We found the family of Mr. Wood, at the new purchase, as kind as need be. The prairies have once been, I suppose, lakes of water. They furnish grand and beautiful views still. Oh, the flies, the heat! We dined at Brother Cutler's on Wednesday and came on, through Xenia, to Frederick Bonner's, Little Miami, 32 miles. I have more than once put the wrong foot foremost in my journeys to the west. The spring will not do because of wet and deep and dismal roads. The summer's extreme heat, and the small and the green flies make disagreeable traveling. I make a decree, but not of the Medes and Persians, never in future to cross the mountains before the 1st of September, nor leave Carlisle before the 1st of October. On Thursday I rested. Friday at John Sales. Saturday rested. Sabbath 21. At Xenia Courthouse, I preached from Colossians 1, 28. We had about 500 souls to hear. It was a searching season. On Tuesday left Peter Pelham's and came to Samuel Hitz. Wednesday 24. I preached at the Widow Smith's. 
On Thursday, we passed Lebanon, journeying down the Little Miami, calling at Clark's to escape the rain. It cleared away, and we came in haste by Wallsmith's Mill to Emgrew's. Camp meeting commenced at Philip Gatchell's on Friday. Here I saw many whom I had not seen for years. How delightful to see our old friends after a separation, and to find them still on the Lord's side. I spoke twice, then much faithful preaching, and we believe much good done. Fifty souls professed converting grace. I talk more than is truly spiritual. I rejoice to think there will be perhaps four or five hundred camp meetings this year. May this year outdo all former years in the conversion of precious souls to God. Work, Lord, for thine own honor and glory. Thursday, September 1. I preached at the chapel, Little Miami. We had a full house at a short notice. I was grieved to see an unfeeling man take away a poor widow's horse for debt. But Brother Gatchell soon relieved me. He paid the debt, and restored the horse to the distressed woman to be hers for life. Friday 2. Great work in Spain. The old king resigning to his son, and his son outwitted by Bonaparte. The old king is persuaded by the enemy of both to make Murat, Duke of Berg, his viceroy. This, I hear, is the news. Ah, the poor Spaniards will have blood to drink. The first victims will be the priests, and the House of Mercy, the Inquisition. What will become of it? Is Europe prepared for free governments and freedom in religion? Bonaparte will establish himself for one year, and then he goes, goes, goes. We cried to God yesterday for rain. Today we have it in abundance. After one o'clock we came away from Emgrews to Cincinnati. The waters of the rivers have failed more than I ever knew them before. I read a book today and wrote two letters. I have advised the Society here to invite the Western Yearly Conference to hold their session in Cincinnati. Sabbath 4 I preached at ten o'clock in great bodily weakness. The heat was great, and the house was crowded. But I felt sensible of divine aid. Brother Bohm spoke after me in German. At three o'clock I preached again at Brother Lakin's. Brother Bohm also spoke at six o'clock in the evening, in English. Thus we improved the day. My temptations are hidden but great. I have need of great strength, for I am greatly responsible. Lord, help me. On Monday we had plentiful rain. I rested. I advised the brethren to enlarge the house to eighty feet. On Tuesday we took our flight. It was not pleasant traveling. We stopped and dined at Murphy's, and so avoided the rain. At Judge Sims's new improvement, we crossed the Great Miami. We saw the paraquet here as upon Santee River. After crossing White River, we came to Lawrenceburg, the first town in the Indian Territory. In this wild, there may be twenty thousand souls already. I feel for them. Elijah Sparks received us gladly. We dined with J. Wilson and stopped at Dickinson's. After beating the shore of the Ohio for two hours, 
we crossed in a crazy flat at the mouth of Kentucky River. Kentucky. On Thursday, we lodged at the Widow Masterton's. I sighed over the heaps of dust raised upon the bodies of her husband and children. Nathan Wire, a promising youth upon trial on the circuit, has been called away. He died with consumption. Ah, what blessed numbers have gone home triumphantly within the last forty years! Surely we may praise the dead, for they died in the Lord. Friday brought us through Williamsport, Gallatin, Henry, and Shelby. We brought up with my old friend Billy Adams, grandson of William, son of Simon. We have ridden about one hundred miles in three days. Our fare has been rough, but Sister Lichen and the preachers who accompanied us bore the fatigues of the ride very well. I feel for the people of this territory, but we must suffer with them if we expect to feel for them as we ought. And here are the disadvantages of a local episcopacy, that it cannot be interested for its charge as it should be, because it sees not, suffers not with, and therefore feels not for the people. On Saturday at Edward Talbot's. Sunday 11. At the Brick Chapel, I spoke on 1 Corinthians 15.58. A more attentive congregation I have not seen. But ah me, to pant for breath, and unable to walk, kneel, or stand up straight to preach, makes public speaking serious work to me. Brothers Lakin and Bohm spoke after me. We were about four hours in the house. I see, I feel, what is wrong in preachers and people, but I cannot make it right. I saw some dear old friends from Virginia and Maryland. We rested on Monday at Edward Talbot's. On Tuesday we passed Shelby and came to Philip Taylor's. The swelling in my feet had returned. I was weary and willing to rest. We called a meeting on Wednesday, and I gave them a sermon from 2 Corinthians 5, 2. Gabriel Mayo received, and kindly entertained us after crossing Salt River. On Thursday, we hasted away to Joseph Ferguson's, Nelson County. I met Benedict Swab by accident. I knew him at first glance, but he would not have recollected me. It was pleasing to meet after so long an absence. But ah, how time and toil and suffering have worn us down. One of us, at least. I preached at Ferguson's on Friday. We had a warm, heavy ride to Colonel Thomas's, Hayden Creek, Washington County. Sunday, 18. At the New Chapel, I spoke on 1 John 3, 1-4. It was a time of seriousness. I could not stand. I sat to preach. My kind brethren, M. Kendry and Thompson, came miles to see me. On Monday I parted from Sister Lakin, wife of Benjamin. So far from being a troublesome companion, she was very useful to me as a nurse and servant for Christ's sake. We crossed the rolling fork of Salt River, passed Murders Hill, dined at M. Murray's, and then hasted on to Georgetown, crossed Green River by fording, and stopped at Noah Lacely's. We have made forty miles today. My lame feet were in a poultice. It was unusually warm, 
but I enjoyed great peace in my soul. I preached at Lysley's. On Tuesday we had a full house at Sudden Warning. Here I saw William Price and family. Great joy, as if we were risen from the dead. I preached at Robert Price's, Adams Creek, upon Colossians 1, 7. David Rice stepped in whilst I was speaking, and when I had closed, withdrew without speaking to me. On Thursday we came to Glasgow, where I visited Brother Cruisenberry, and Henry and Edward Cowell. Friday evening brought us up at Brother Porter's, from Maryland, now of Warren County. On Saturday we came in upon the camp with Bishop M. Kendry. On Sunday we had preaching as usual, and a gracious rain, in mercy if not in answer to prayer. We came no farther than Woodard's, twenty-two miles, on Monday. On Tuesday we passed through Nashville. This town has greatly improved in eight years. There are several valuable houses built, an elegant courthouse, and a college. We put in at Green Hills, Williamson County. We have important business here to engage our attention. Seven districts there are, and a call for eighty preachers. Tennessee, Saturday, October 1. I began conference. I preached twice on the Sabbath day and again on Tuesday. Our conference was a camp meeting, where the preachers ate and slept in tents. We sat six hours a day, stationed eighty-three preachers, and all was peace. On Friday the sacrament was administered, and we hoped there were souls converted, and strengthened, and sanctified. We made a regulation respecting slavery. It was that no member of society, or preacher, should sell or buy a slave unjustly, inhumanly, or covetously, the case on complaint to be examined for a member by the quarterly meeting, and for a preacher an appeal to an annual conference, where the guilt was proved the offender to be expelled. The families of the Hills, Sewells, and Cannon were greatly and affectionately attentive to us. Saturday 8. We came rapidly to Stone River, and thence to Cranes. At the meeting house I preached on the Sabbath day, from Second Peter 4, 17. I called upon Hardy Hunt. We rose at four o'clock on Monday, and started away for Henry Tooley's. The heat is great. We may give it five months' continuance this year. The increase of the Western Conference for the year will be 2,500. On Tuesday we rested and refitted, preparing ourselves to breast the wilderness. The rain caught us on Wednesday, and fell on us with little intermission, until we got to our home at Shaw's in Carthage. On Thursday evening I came in very unwell to Johnson's. We had not above fifty travelers in company. At Haley's next night we were not so crowded, and did better. There is order observed under this roof. We breakfasted at S.W. Point on Saturday, and then hastened on to Winton's. Since we left the conference ground, we have made two hundred miles. My sufferings have been great. I had the piles, and pains of body, and sultry weather, crowded houses and rough roads, and bad men for company. But my mind enjoyed great peace, notwithstanding my starting, stumbling horse, 
that ever and anon would run away with me. I preached on the Sabbath day at Winton's Chapel, a crowd within and without. The wind prevented our taking the woods. There is a special revival of religion in the society here. After preaching we crossed Holston and rode ten miles to meet the people at John Saffles. We started in the rain on Monday to Marysville, called upon Mark Moore, and continued forward to Esquire Black's and lodged. End of section 29. Recording by Brian Keenan.